0: in the ancient history of the Israelites. And Goliath was the underdog. David is the champion because of what Scripture says in 1 Samuel 17, verse 47. Just a few words there. The battle is the Lord's. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Whoever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever life looks like for you right now, the battle belongs to God for the Israelites right now that are defending their country in the middle of the worst thing they've seen happen for 50 years. I hope you understand this. This is not a skirmish. This is declared war. It's the first time Israel has been officially at war since the Yom Kippur War of 1973. So this is unlike anything You and I have heard of going on in the Middle East for the past 50 years. But the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord over there. The battle belongs to the Lord right here and in your heart today. The battle belongs to God. Let me just ask you what is your battle? What are you going through? Who is it with or what are the obstacles that are prevalent in your life? Are you here this morning and you're feeling overwhelmed? The battle belongs to God. I'm so thankful for this passage because here we find David in a moment of his life before he had had any kind of clinical training before He had become the mighty warrior of God that we knew or that we know this morning later he would become. This is David somewhere between 13 and 15 years of age. This is literally a little boy that's come from Bethlehem out to the valley of Elah where his brothers were fighting with Saul's men. You know the background, it's a stalemate. Because here you have this imposing Goliath, bigger than life, stronger than anything Israel and the armies of Israel had ever seen before. And enter into the scene, this 13 to 15 year old boy David, he'd come there with what he had, bringing food to his brothers, and then being a shepherd boy, obviously, his slingshot. That's what he had. But it didn't matter what David had. The end of the story reveals to us that what mattered was God's power. God is bigger than your enemy today. God is bigger than the people in your life that keep putting you down. God is bigger than the disease that may be ravaging your body today. God is bigger than the personal relationship that seems like it is always looming over you and tearing down your spirit. God is bigger than your battle. And there's lessons from this story of Scripture that we need to learn today as God equips us for the battle that's ahead of us. Lesson number one is simply this. In life's battle, your view of God makes all the difference. What you believe about God makes all the difference as you go into your battle. What you see here is a contrast between Goliath's view of God and David's view of God. Now, before we think about David's, I want you to understand very Uh, clearly what Goliath's view of God is. In the text, back in verses 8 and 9 that we did not read earlier, I want you to see that here is Goliath, and he stands and he cries out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me, and if he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants, but if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants. So what's going on here? When Goliath does what he does and calls out the armies of Israel the way he calls them out, he's using a tactic that was common in eastern battles in the ancient world. It's called a representative battle. It's a one-on-one fight. He, Goliath, the champion, would represent the Philistine army, and whoever would be brave enough from Israel's army would come to him. Goliath was calling him out, and then whoever won, the army would win. And then whoever lost, the whole army... Would lost. I want you to notice that Goliath didn't just issue this challenge once, but he issued it over and over again. Notice the detail in the biblical narrative. The Bible says in verse 16 that he did it for 40 days. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. So he didn't just do it once. Each day for 40 days, he did it repeatedly. In the morning, there was Goliath standing, staring down the army of Israel. And in the evening, there's Goliath coming back, once again, standing down God's army. And so he does it over and over and over again. And isn't that just the way with giants? Isn't that the way it is with the bullies that are in our lives today. They don't just come once. Have you ever noticed that when you're going through the battle? The bully doesn't just come once. He doesn't or she doesn't just call out your name once. And you pray about it a little while, and then it's over. That's really not a battle. That's just a very quick skirmish. And we're thankful sometimes that we have those quick skirmishes and not an an all-out battle. But this is an all-out battle, and that's what the giants do in our lives. They come back over and over again each day relentlessly trying to intimidate, not just once, not just twice, but over and over for 40 days. There was, however, a 41st day. Maybe today is the 41st day in the battle that you're facing. Maybe today is the day that the David within you is going to rise up and meet the giant. Notice in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 17, as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines, and spoke according to the same words, so David heard them. That's pivotal in the story. God's army had heard it over and over again, but on that 41st day, insert David, and David hears the threat of Goliath. I want you to picture the moment. David is, is standing there and he's talking to his three brothers. You remember the background again. His father had sent him from Bethlehem to the middle of the battle to bring food to his brothers. And there he is bringing the sustenance to his brothers, talking to his brothers. And then all of the sudden there's this loud cry that comes across the ravine and everybody flees. I mean, that's the battle. Goliath is coming. When they hear them, they get out of his way. The Bible says in verse 24 of the text, And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. Now remember this. David hadn't seen Goliath until this moment. He'd never heard of this champion from Gath until the 41st day. And there he's standing, everybody around him, and then all of a sudden, all those people surrounding David, they run for cover. At least that's the way I read the story. And then he looks across the battlefield and he sees Goliath. He sees this giant of a man encased in his armor shouting out threats and defiance and cursing the very God of Israel and that made David livid. David hears it. He hears the foul Philistine not just cursing the people who won't come and fight him, not just cursing at the armies of Israel, but literally cursing out to the God of Israel. And as Andrew said in the video, in challenging the camp of Israel, Goliath challenges God. And we all know that that's something we should not do. So in the latter part of verse 26 of 1 Samuel 17, notice what Scripture says, for who is David saying this uncircumcised Philistine. Who is this enemy? Who is this Goliath that he should defy the armies of heaven? So there's the contrast. David challenges Goliath because Goliath is challenging God. And in the heart of David, he's saying, Who is this man? that he would defy the armies of the living God. David rises up. The kid. The ruddy one. The one that no one is expecting to rise up. David rises up because he knows it's not about him, but he knows the battle is the Lord's. So when you go into the battle, what you believe about God makes all the difference. I want you to listen to me clearly this morning. If you go into the battle based on thinking that you're something, you're going to fall. If you're going into the battle because you think you know enough, or that you're strong enough, or that you have enough resources to make it through the battle, that's when, as Andrew says in the video, that's when you fall on your face. It's what you believe about God that delivers you from the enemy. That's the start of being successful in the battle. I am going to say just one quick thing about my experiences of the past several days. Let me just tell you honestly that Monday, I didn't know that I would be home. And I did not know that things would evolve the way they did. And so when I went to bed Monday night, I promise you, and I'm not trying to, to aggrandize my story, but when I went to bed Monday night, the last thing I heard before I went to sleep was a loud boom. A loud boom. But you know what I did? I said, God, if you've taught me anything in 2023... It's that all my confidence, everything that I have, everything that I hope to have, everything about me is yours. And then the Lord brought to my mind, and I posted it the very next morning, Psalm number 3, where Scripture says, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising up against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him. In God. But you, you, O Lord, you're a shield about me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord, and he answered me from his holy hill, and I lay down and slept, and then I woke again for the Lord sustain me. I went to sleep in the middle of a war zone last Monday night and I woke up on Tuesday morning because God sustained me. You went to sleep last night and you woke up on this Sunday morning and you're here today because the Lord sustained you. David goes into the battle. And while everyone else was running for cover, what he believed about God sustained him to move on to the next level. When you're facing life's giants, when you're in the battle, what you believe about God makes the difference. The lesson, secondly, that we see from this story is simply this. When you're in the battle, you rely on the faith that's been born of your experiences with God. begins with what you believe about God, and then, my friend, in our belief of God and in our journey with God, our faith develops. Those of you this morning who have walked with God For a long time, can you not say with me today that you have more faith in Him than you've ever had before? I have more faith in my God than I've ever had before. And this is what we see operating in the life of David as the rumblings of what David was saying made their way all the way up through the ranks to King Saul. Saul now summons in David. Now, I want you to remember this. Saul should have been the one facing Goliath. Here's what you know about Saul he's a big man himself. In fact, scripture indicates that Saul stood shoulder and head taller than anyone else in all of Israel. He was the man that was in the position to represent his country and his soldiers and his people to go out and face Goliath. But Saul is a coward because he at this point in his life is not walking with God. So he brings in David. I I don't want you to miss this. Here is Saul, king, strong, had been through the battles, understood the fighting tactics and all of that. Here's Saul... And then here's David. And You know the rest of the story. Saul basically permits David to go and he tries to outfit him with his own armor. David didn't need and didn't want Saul's armor. Let me remind you of what David says recorded in verse 37 of the text. Moreover, David said the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. You know what that is? That's a statement of faith. Of course, David had revealed to Saul the battles he had gone through as a shepherd boy there in Bethlehem of how When the lion came, David defeated the lion. And when the bear came, David defeated the bear. And David looks at Saul and he says, Listen, my God who was able to deliver me then from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, that same God will deliver me from Goliath. That is a picture of of how your faith ought to grow when you go through life's experiences. In other words, David is saying, I've been there and I've done it. My life's been threatened before. The flock was threatened. And in that moment, God rose up within me. He delivered me. He delivered my flock. And I'm telling you, Saul, God is going to deliver me Today. And my friend, that's exactly what ought to happen with our faith. What is faith? Sometimes I think we think of faith as being something that's out there in the abstract and it's not really concrete. It's just something we hope about, something we sort of believe in. But I want to tell you today faith is real. The writer of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1, says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are unseen. Did you hear that? It's concrete. It's not abstract. It's real. And from moment to moment as we walk with God, as God brings us through life, faith should never diminish but faith ought to grow. So David says, this same God who delivered me in those other moments is the same God who's going to deliver me and deliver Israel as I face Goliath today. The lesson ultimately that we need to learn is not just that when we... Face the battle, we ought to do it with a firm belief in God and with a faith that's grown through our experiences. But when you put those two things together, the real lesson is this. We ought to face the battle without intimidation. So notice, a little bit of lengthy reading here, but notice what happens in verses 43 through 47 of the text. Philistine said to David... Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. But notice David, David said... To the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the guard of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. In other words, David says, it's not about my sling. I've already given up Saul's armor, but I'm coming to you as the majority because I'm facing you in the name of the Lord of hosts. No intimidation there, because David knew that the Lord was on his side. So he goes on to say, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you, And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of Philistines to the birds of the air, the wild beasts of the earth, that all may know there is a God in Israel. My friends, when you go into the battle and God delivers you, it's not really about you, but it's about His namesake. You will face your enemy and you will move forward in the battle and God will deliver you so that those around you may know that you serve the living God. Then all the assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. David doesn't ever... In this story, make it about himself. Never, ever, ever. But he says, the Lord will deliver. The Lord will give you into our hands. So you know the rest of the story. David takes his sling, takes one of those smooth stones, and he hurls it, plants itself right in Goliath's forehead. I heard a preacher many years ago Put it like this, when you defy the God of Israel, you learn very quickly that you have rocks in your head. And so that happens. Goliath hits the ground, and I want you to remember this. That's not what killed Goliath. Goliath goes face forward. That's not an incidental detail either. Typically, if you get hit in the head with force from a rock... You, you would fall back with the force. Goliath bows down in his death to the power of God. And David comes, takes the giant's own sword, and takes off his head. And he did it all without intimidation look at me this morning don't child of God be intimidated by your enemy today let the David within you rise up let your belief about God guide you into the battle and when you're in the middle of it let the experiences of life bolster your faith Strengthen your faith and let it root out intimidation. What are your giants today? May I tell you this? I wanted to show you the video this morning because even though the message I believe is great, God did something else for me. When that video was brought into my life, Back in the early summer, I was facing a giant of fear. Now, knew where my son is today. I knew it back then. I know it now. I have full confidence in that. But I'm a dad. And we have beautiful pictures of our boy. One of the beautiful things God has done for us is that for three years, Andrew had a little girlfriend whose mother is a very high-level photographer. So we have, for the last three years, some of the greatest pictures that a family could have of their 17-year-old son. But I was going through this bout with fear because I was so afraid that I would forget the sound of His voice. And I would sit there, and I would pray, God, let me just, in my mind, let me just hear His voice. I didn't want to forget what He sounded like. And we had videos on our phone, just little goofy things through life. But that wasn't the sound I wanted. I just wanted to hear His conversational voice. And in the midst of going through that, I pray, God, don't let me forget it. And then God revealed to me, He said, Alan, you remember when the youth group came home from camp last summer? Andrew gave a testimony and I'll bet the heroes like these guys up here I bet they have it and sure enough they did and through technology I can hear his voice and you could hear his voice with me today, and I know that may seem small, but here's what I'm saying to you today, that was a Goliath in my life that fell. God is awesome today. and This past week, a Goliath in my life fell. And we're going to hear the news very soon. You're going to turn on the television and the Goliath in the life of God's people today is soon going to fall. And the Goliath in your life today, as you face him based on your belief about God and with A confidence that grows out of your faith because of your experiences with God, you're going to face your Goliath without intimidation. And I promise you this morning, upon the authority of God's Word, your Goliath is on his way down. What is your Goliath today? Are you here this morning and maybe you're lost? You see, we all have the Goliath of death coming our way. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and then we'll face the judgment. But I'm telling you that with God, and with His strength, and with His saving power, that Goliath has already been eliminated if we just trust Him. Maybe there's a parent today and you're going through something with one of your children, and that's the Goliath in your life right now. Don't quit trusting. Don't quit believing. Don't quit praying. Don't quit serving God. The Goliath will fall. Perhaps it's finances. Maybe it's a work issue. I don't know what your Goliath is today. But I can tell you this. The battle belongs to the Lord. It's not your battle. It's not my battle. It's His battle. Would you stand with me this morning and bow your heads? Just a moment, I'm going to pray for you and as I pray, I trust that you are praying with me and you're listening very closely to what the Holy Spirit may be saying to you. Perhaps you're here and you know that you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus. The Bible says, the greatest promise, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10 and verse 13. Would you come today and just call on His name? Or maybe your battle is something different. You you know that you're saved. You know that God has conquered sin and death in your life, but there's still a battle that's out there. Would you by faith entrust that battle to the Lord today? You don't have to leave here with the burden of Goliath hanging over you. The battle belongs to the Lord. Would you just give it to Him today? And would you leave here trusting Him today? Would you leave here with Him being glorified in your life because of the confidence that you place in Him? Father, I want to thank You that You are the God to whom the battle belongs. And Lord, if there's one here this morning that needs to come and trust You for salvation, one that needs to come and trust You for any other battle that's going on in his or her life, one that just needs to find that altar of prayer and place their confidence and trust in You, I pray, Lord, that this morning You would be glorified in our hearts and lives as we make our decisions for you. God, help us to leave here today saying in our hearts with full confidence that the battle belongs to you. I pray it in Jesus' name and amen.